0: Chapter 1. Lasko. I stood motionless, hands by my sides. A skinny cigar, waiting to be lit, twisted between my two fingers. As I fixed my stare on her, my breathing steadied. I watched her eyes scan the pages of her book, and I waited patiently for my opportunity to get closer, to eventually inhale her scent. I knew my time would come soon enough. My polo shirt clung to me as sweat rolled down the back of my neck. My head ached on one side. I squinted, trying to push away the pain. My headaches were getting worse. My breath hitched when she lifted her gaze to the ocean. She looked like she was deep in thought. Her full lips parted into a smile. She looked at peace. I slowly lowered my arm, sliding my camera into my shorts pocket. Emily I could hear the soothing sound of the ocean lapping on the edge of the shoreline. The hot breeze smelled sweet and made the edges of my book flutter. The ice in my glass melted slowly, and the rustle of the summer leaves made a comforting sound. I leaned back, took a deep breath, and thought about how school would start soon. I was going into my last year at Orange University, working on my English degree so I could teach high school. My mother traveled a lot, leaving me to live in this huge beachfront house alone. She was home maybe the equivalent of a month during all of last year. I was proud of the work my mother did. It was selfless of her to work for Doctors Without Borders. Growing up, however, it would have been nice to have a mother rather than an absentee doctor. I closed my eyes and let myself drift off to sleep on my porch swing. My eyes flew open at the vibration of my phone. I flipped it over and saw a text from my best friend Aaron confirming our yoga class the next day. I slowly got up, removing the book that was resting on my leg. I reached for my bookmark, slid it into place, and tossed the book back on the swing. Picking up my water glass and phone, I headed for the kitchen. I hadn't realized I was so hungry. I pulled open the large Sub-Zero door, reached for my chicken salad leftovers, and snagged a bottle of water before taking a seat at my kitchen table. I flicked on the TV, flipping through the channels, and settled on Friends. It had always been one of my favorite shows. I could relate because I always surrounded myself with my own friends. There wasn't anything I wouldn't do for them. They were my family. After the show was over, I washed my dishes and sorted through the mail. I sighed when I came across yet another real estate letter. My mother kept trying to force me to sell our house. Emily, you don't need to be staying in a five-bedroom house. It's far too big, she said when she called that night. I rolled my eyes on the other end of the line. Mother, I'm not selling the only happy memories I have left of dad. My mother sighed. It's not right that you keep the house as if he's coming back. You need to have some closure. I tried to control the anger in my voice. So am I supposed to do what you did? Pick up and leave everything behind? Start a new life and not look back? There was a moment of silence and I knew I'd hurt her. Don't be dramatic, dear. She said at last. I had obligations to get back to If your father hadn't left you the house and that ridiculous trust fund, I'd force you into a different life. I shook my head. It still stung her that he had left me everything. Maybe he had known something was going to happen to him first. It was his way of protecting me from her cold heart. Lights from the house down the beach caught my attention. Travis, my new neighbor, must be arriving home. He was in his early thirties, single, and seemed to have his eye on a few women in town. I had been grateful when he moved in. It somehow made the house feel a little less lonely. The Stones, an elderly couple, lived only a half mile away, but they mostly kept to themselves. The kitchen had a faint smell of lemon pledge. Maria, my housekeeper, must have come today. There was a fresh loaf of homemade bread and oatmeal muffins packed neatly off to the side in Tupperware containers. She was a wonderful baker and often left me goodies. I turned off the light and headed into the living room. I dropped down onto my oversized cream couch and rested my feet on the coffee table. I replied to Aaron's texts and read some emails that professors had sent out to all their students. After a while, I felt my eyes growing heavy. I turned off the lights and locked the front door. My fingers trailing along the oak banister, I climbed the long staircase that was lined with family pictures. Suddenly, I froze when I heard a thud outside my front door, almost like something had fallen. My foot turned slowly, making the step creak. I jumped when I heard the sound again.